1: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: That's a wrap.
3: Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment.
4: This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game.
5: Kamega down the middle. Throws out to Curry. Pump fake. Fly by. Three ball. Got it. Golden State leads by two in Oklahoma City. once time? 78-76. 8.55 to go in the third. Yeah, the Warriors making a run in the third quarter after trailing by 10 at the end of the first quarter. They had come back to cut the lead to four at the half, but the Thunder would push it all the way back up into double digits, and the Warriors just uh, not enough defense, too many turnovers. And another bad start that uh, they would overcome in stretches but proved to be fatal as the Thunder beat the Warriors, and it's kind of the same old story on the road for Golden State again as we welcome you inside Warriors. Wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. You can give me a call or shoot me a text here as it feels now with the Warriors 34-32. and 32, They have lost seven consecutive road games, and it feels like the momentum from the five-game home winning streak and the 5-0 and homestand over the course of the last week is gone, and it was supposed to go in the opposite direction. The Warriors, as they have so many different times this year, have spoken about how they feel like they've reached a turning point And no turning point for this Warriors team this season has been able to withstand uh, a couple of road games consecutively throughout the course of this season. And this one, unable to withstand it, even with the return of Steph Curry in Los Angeles on Sunday afternoon. And, And obviously, Curry trying to do everything he could to help pull the Warriors back late in this one as he goes for 40 but a lot of inconsistent offense for the Warriors really other than Klay Thompson and a fourth quarter run from from Jonathan Kaminga in a game where he played pretty well at least on the offensive end after uh, not playing well on either end in Los Angeles so kind of a bounce back game for Kaminga not enough fluid scoring really for the Warriors but anytime you score 128 it's never really about the offense and has has been the case so many different times for the Warriors this season on the road it's about bad starts and it's about bad defense and you look up at the end of the first quarter and the Warriors are down 40 to 30 at the end of the first frame and the Thunder able to have their way from three point range Warriors were immediately down 13 to 2 in this game uh it was uh, a 23-11 Warriors run after that 13-2 to point tied the game at 24, but then the Thunder end up 14-2 to to end the quarter. And so it was a game of runs really throughout the first three and a half, three, three and a half quarters. Seemingly each team would go on a significant run that would kind of flip the game back uh, the other way with the Thunder jumping out to the lead, Warriors answer, Thunder answer again, but uh, the Thunder were just getting wide open, Warm-up style three-pointers. I mean, it was joke-level defense, frankly, from the Warriors as the Thunder knocked down eight of fifteen from three-point range in the first quarter. They were moving the ball. Uh, Warriors just leaving guys open. It was at times just you know no, pen- you know no stopping of of dribble penetration or, or point of attack defense, as has been such a huge problem for the Warriors this year, and it and it just leads to the opposition getting whatever they want. Warriors just step slow. The free throws were not a problem in the first half, but the Warriors make up for the free throw problem in the second half by allowing Oklahoma City, as they were coming back, the Warriors in the third quarter, they're coming back. They, they hit the Thunder with a a run right out of the shoot there, early third quarter, eight zero run to go from four down to four up. But as the Warriors are going on that run, they're fouling. And the Warriors wind up in the penalty early in the third quarter. And then the Thunder, who shot two free throws in the first half, although OKC was getting what they wanted at the basket and getting what they wanted at the three-point line. And then in the third quarter, the free throws pile up to the tune of 15 attempts in the frame, 14 makes for OKC. And they go for 37 in that quarter. So 40 for the Thunder in the first quarter, 37 in the third. That really tells the story in this one for the Warriors as uh, you know, I think you know, big picture and just kind of looking at the third quarter I feel like the Warriors and this gets to some of the other issues going on with this team as well and, and we'll get to the play involving Draymond Green and, and Jordan Poole late in the first half with the Warriors trailing by a point that led to a three pointer and a four point lead for the Thunder but you know third quarter it, it feels like the Warriors are just used to opponents kind of given up when they hit him in the mouth with a run early in the third quarter and 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 the Warriors just don't have the invincibility anymore that they used to have in particular on the road but but even at Chase the Warriors come with a big run opposition able to to kind of answer back and and those knockout blows while they had been there a little bit on this prior homestand, they just have not come with the regularity that we're all used to seeing them. I and I think on the road they've just been completely non-existent. Warriors hit an opponent with a with an 8-0 or a 13-2, and the Warriors are used to, I think, the opposition kind of packing it in over these years of of dominance and, and even last year at times, to where that little punch in the mouth turns into a, a big time gap in a game and a gap to where the Warriors can flip the game and, and have enough of a lead to where they can manage the game from that point forward to be able to build a little bit of a lead and a cushion and then hang on down the stretch to, to win those games. But but the invincibility that this Warriors team once had really just isn't there uh, anymore, and I think it, it starts with the defense. You know, they're still getting opponents' best shots when they're in the opposition's building, and I think that is coinciding with the Warriors just not being good enough defensively. I think the Warriors at times, although not really prevalent these last two, wanting to coast a little bit, wanting to, to win by picking their spots and kind of hanging in the game but having a great 8- to 12-minute stretch. And 8- and to 12-minute stretches of, of quality basketball are just not enough for the Warriors to, to win these games anymore. And they're especially not on the road, especially when you've got teams that are trying to give the defending champions and, and Steph Curry in particular when he's playing their best shot to try and knock off the king uh, when the king may be less than at the top of the mountain. And so I think the Warriors have been caught up in a little bit of that. I uh, think they're able to separate a little, but uh, pretty telling that even as the Warriors are able to separate a little early third, it, it just does not, and the Warriors have not been able to deliver the knockout blow in a lot of these games. So eight at 7 Steph Curry tried to take it over in the fourth. Jordan Poole picked up another technical. We'll get to that as Jordan Poole near the league leaders in a category that he shouldn't be anywhere close to leading the league in when it comes to technical fouls. And then the Thunder push it back up to ten. With a 7-0 run, and the Warriors really with not a lot of offense other than Curry. Clay got a little bit hot, hit a couple of shots there in the fourth. Kaminga had his run late, and uh, the Thunder showing the inability of a young team, even when they seemingly had the game in control, to totally finish it. Warriors had a couple of replay replay calls. One went their way, the other one didn't uh, go their way on a challenge as the Warriors – caught a break I thought on the Kaminga foul that was overturned but then Dante DiVincenzo fouled Dort Curry missed the three a foul was called but it was overturned into a block and and that was pretty much all she wrote for the Warriors on this night 137 to 128 the final in favor of the Thunder 888-957-9570 Xfinity Mobile text line is open as well we'll get to the secret sauce of the game as we do here on 95.7 The Game and Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll also get to our hardest working player of the game between now and 9 o'clock. We'll hear from Steve Kerr and hopefully others from Paycom Center in Oklahoma City. But let's get it started tonight with Adam in San Jose on Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on tonight, Adam?
6: What's up, J.D.? I'm just a loss of words, man. We got our rear end handed to us by Wemba Nyama tanking team. This by far had to be our worst loss in franchise history with Steph and Clay and um, Draymond all playing. It it was a a terrible game to just watch. I'm not going to talk about Poole or Clay's horrible performance tonight. I'll let other callers do that. But I sure hope the Warriors fan base got what they wanted out of Kaminga tonight. I've heard nothing but criticism from the fan base on your show and other 95.7 shows on Kerr not playing Kaminga enough or benching him uh, halfway through the game because he's he didn't play well. Uh, tonight he played 28 minutes and was in the starting lineup. And, I, yes, he offensively he had some points, but defensively he was just terrible. Uh, I just sure hope everyone is satisfied with his performance.
5: Yeah, thanks for the call, Adam. I, I think it was a bounce-back game for Kaminga, and I made the note to point out it was a bounce-back game for him offensively. And, yeah, with Kavon Looney a little bit banged up, and I think the Warriors hoping to get off to a better start and the belief that Kaminga could help with his athleticism and his length and his body type against the Thunder, and it really didn't work early. And so, yeah, defensively it was not a great game for Jonathan Kaminga. But, yeah, he got his 28 minutes, which is what everybody wants. And I don't think – you know again, can't put this on him – Klay Thompson was terrible tonight. Uh, he just, you know, tonight, he he has a hard time defending on a lot of nights against a lot of the younger, more athletic, more skilled guards and wing players in, in the NBA. And when he's not on the ball, he tends to fall asleep a little bit more in in rotations. And you know it, it just he's just out of whack and 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 can't defend with any semblance of of consistency. Jordan Poole, I thought, was okay in the first half, uh, again, offensively, but I mean, he just has not played well now. two bad games since Curry's come back. And it just leads to this conversation about the disconnect. Between the younger players and the older players, it's even when the younger players get their numbers and they're in the rotation, as a guy like Kaminga was tonight. And you look at Kaminga's numbers and you go, "You know what? He had a pretty solid game, but the impact isn't necessarily there when working with the veteran players." And he was out there with Steph and Clay and and Draymond a lot, and and again, the the impact was was just not there, even though the numbers were and you know you're seeing Dante DiVincenzo now two games with with Steph back and and with that veteran core intact and his shot making wasn't there tonight and his ability to put a positive imprint on the game as he had been doing with this team more shorthanded has been missing and so it just the pieces don't seem to fit together properly when this Warriors team is closer to home, look, they still don't have Andrew Wiggins. Tonight would have been a great night to have Andrew Wiggins, obviously, as as that you know mid prime, uh, young prime, veteran type player that that can hold up against a lot of these other younger players with less experience that that Oklahoma City has. But the Warriors are playing without. Andrew Wiggins at this point, and and so you know you'd you'd like to have him, but but he's not around right now, and you can't do anything about that. Can't worry about it. Just have to go with what you have and have other players step up. But I, I think the disconnect was never more on full display than it was late in the second quarter with the Warriors down by a point, and you had Jordan Poole with the ball on the right wing, and Draymond Green basically at the free throw line calling for the basketball and Jordan Poole looks him off. It looked like he wanted Draymond wanted the rock in an attempt to maybe do a a handoff to clay or something of that ilk, but Draymond doesn't get the ball. It ends up being a turnover. Draymond's looking for it, looking for it. He's got clay at the top. It looks like maybe Draymond wants to attack, hit Clay Curry was over on the left wing. It winds up being a steal that ends up leading to, uh, you know, back on the other end, the Thunder ended up uh, scoring a three there before the halftime buzzer. But it, it Draymond completely quits on the play at, at that point, just completely quits, completely shuts down, and doesn't get back in the final minute. And it was basically, hey, you didn't throw me the rock, and so I'm checking out here for for the remainder of the of of the the possession as the Thunder go down and have a, a what a two on one three on one type situation uh, and you know Clay Thompson able to uh, foul there and then the Thunder ended up knocking down a three at that point knocking down a couple of buckets at that point to make it sixty eight sixty four but it just the it just shows the disconnect, and it show. And, and look, that's something that just can't happen. Flat out, cannot happen. Even if you're ticked at the youngster, even if you think he didn't make the right basketball play, even if you think he's getting into his bag and trying to maybe go one on one as opposed to to rolling with the team concept, whatever it is, it's just a bad look as a leader, you know, and a high IQ player to just punt in in that moment when things are are not going well. And I I think there is and has been this season this frustration and and just lack of connectivity or cohesiveness between the Warrior veterans and and the Warrior younger players. And I know Poole's supposed to be one of those guys that that bridges the gap. Wiggins is supposed to be one of those guys who is very much a veteran but still is a younger player that can kind of help bridge the gap between the two. And I think at times you have just seen – a lot of frustration, and and frustration manifesting itself in in just extremely unacceptable behavior on the court, <laughs> and and you know, frustrated. Whether you're frustrated or not, it, it really doesn't matter at that point. It just it just can't it just can't happen. It, you know, flat out can't happen. But I think it speaks to the bigger point, which is, well, why is this team been unable to get on the same page this season? as they've gotten healthier with the championship veteran core and then the younger players and before it was kind of the two timeline thing but there is just a, a there's a lack of trust or a short fuse for mistakes for some of the younger players with some of the veteran players i think and it hasn't been just draymond i mean draymond had what was caught on tape for everybody to blatantly see tonight but there have been times this year where Clay Thompson has literally or figuratively rolled his eyes at, at something young players have done. There's just a, a lack of trust, a, a almost a, a shutting down at times from, from the veterans toward the younger players, which I think is, has hurt the younger players confidence at times. And I think it's just hurt the overall cohesiveness and, and connectivity of this team when they've been trying to, to be able to, to come together and, and, build momentum I think that's why it's been fits and starts for the Warriors to this point this season is because the vets have never quite been fully on board with the younger players and now you get Iguodala come back into the fold and could you blame a younger player if all of a sudden maybe they're looking over their shoulder like wait a minute Iguodala comes back and, and he's immediately getting minutes and he's one of the trusted few and and it's taken minutes away or or changing the rotation in a manner that's inconsistent with the way it's been at different points this season because the Warriors are just hell-bent on getting him in and getting him some action. And so, I don't know, when you're you're looking at bigger picture issues for this team this season, I, I think in a nutshell, Draymond shutting it down because of... What may very well have been a Jordan Poole mistake and a legitimate Jordan Poole mistake, but the reaction to the mistake is something that just sets a real, real bad tone for a franchise that's had so many championships and prides itself on culture and doing things the right way and high basketball IQ and continuing to keep fighting and scrapping and clawing uh, and all of that so not not to throw it on Draymond as if he's the one to blame because again I think it's been it's been a lot of this year almost the veterans versus the young players as opposed to the veterans trying to bridge the gap and help the young players come along for the ride and, and you know in these instances I think Jordan Poole kind of counts as a younger player you know at times I think when when he makes the wrong play there is that frustration of oh JP just doesn't you know doing his own thing just doesn't get it and I think that's also bled over into some of the lack of trust from the coaching staff as far as the the, the older players and the lack of trust I think it's led to a lot of the reason why a lot of the younger players haven't played a lot this season and been able to contribute. This season, so 9570 John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap Up at 957 The game. Let's get to Mark next here on the phone lines as he joins the program. What's going on tonight, Mark? Um,
6: this has been on my mind for a while. Um, I think ever since that punch, the thing is that you know, Draymond Draymond is the straw is the straw that stirs the drink. He's the guy that's the floor leader and Poole is doing stuff that's driving them nuts. I think we lost Wiseman because of Jordan Poole. And that's it. Because the thing is that Poole is still too hard to deal with. He's causing these things in the flow of the game. If Poole were on board, if Poole were locked in with the veterans, and he kind of should be one by now, then they would have had more, you know, mental space to bring Wiseman on. So I put I'll put it out there again. If something's going on. That kid has that big contract, so he thinks he can do his own thing or whatever. That's what, what I think is thinking the Warriors. And I think, and again, I'll say it again. I think that had a, I think that had more to do with us losing Wiseman than you know than we're hearing.
5: Well, I, I think you could, I don't think it's pool necessarily specifically. And, and thanks for the call. But I do think it is the lack of trust in the young players. You know, overall, that I think leads down that path where. You know, he was the easiest one for the Warriors to cast aside at this point because it, it didn't work really in any iteration when he was on the floor with the other core players, in particular Steph and in particular Draymond. So, I, I, but, but I do think it, it comes from the same disconnect, if you will, between the veterans and, and the youngsters. And, and, yeah, I think it goes beyond Poole, who sometimes plays like a vet. I mean, Poole, two games, coming back off the bench – For Jordan Poole and he's been awful offensively a guy that's supposed to be an instant bucket has been awful and the defense hasn't been there either. Uh, And so you look at him tonight and and he ends up four of 12 tonight one of seven from three in the game tonight for Jordan Poole and you go back to the game on Sunday afternoon and he's three of 11 overall and and three of 10 from three so he's four of 17 from three in two games. And he's what, seven of 23 in two games, shooting the basketball uh, overall. And so, you know, and the defense is never going to be the highlight of of Jordan Poole's game. So if he's not scoring and scoring efficiently, then the defensive problems are going to only be magnified because he's supposed to be out there to offset some of the defensive problems by being able to score at a big-time clip and provide this team with the punch off the bench that, that they so desperately can need, and it, it just hasn't been there. And so, you know, is Poole ticked off because Dante DiVincenzo got the start? I mean, I would think it's probably not that uh, at, at this point, but he just has struggled when he's been in the starting lineup. And these last two years, his best games have been when he's been starting with Steph, or when Steph has been out completely and he's been allowed the freedom to be able to make mistakes and be a high-volume shooter and and know that he's going to get chances to to make up for it over the long haul. And, and again, it goes back to what I've talked about a lot. These players having to fit their individual games into a smaller box now with Steph back to be able to be productive in different, shorter bursts, but more efficiently. And they just haven't been able... To, to do it. DiVincenzo hasn't been the same guy. Kaminga, good game offensively today. It was all at the basket, 1-3. You know, Defensively, he wasn't there. Jordan Poole didn't have it. Kavon Looney, I think it's pretty safe to say, is banged up at this point. They didn't start him. There was some concern that maybe his consecutive game streak was going to come to an end, but he looked a little bit overmatched for a second straight game out there physically against some of the athletes that, that the Thunder have as well. And so it, it goes back to this. The Warriors haven't been a good team on the road anyway. They've been a horrendous defensive team on the road all season, and now you're getting Steph back, which should be a positive, but you're also having to account for the readjustment of all of these different roles over the over the course of now what is a huge point in the year where this team's trying to build momentum and, and prove that they can beat anybody with any semblance of consistency on the road, and it just hasn't been able to happen to the two now of no road wins for the entire month of February, and here are the first couple in March now, seven consecutive. So 888-957-9570, 888 Let's get to Alan Alameda here before we pause on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Al?
4: Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. there. Yes, sir. Hey, um, I just want to uh, pitch in. in this, uh, these two last game we uh, we lost here, you know, Lakers and, and tonight. Okay. I uh, I look at it this way. Okay. I mean, Curry's back. He's scoring twenty-seven and tonight thirty-plus.
6: Well, yeah, we insert
4: uh, Iguodala there. I mean, he was a great player. Putting him back in there, he's slowing us down. Okay. He's slowing us down. He's not playing defense. Like a third quarter, they took they took out Green. He came in. We were up by two. They were down by ten points in three minutes. Okay, that's that's one that's one negative right there. He only scored two points in eleven minutes in the game that he played from Lakers, and tonight. our I mean, he was a great fit for us. He just needs to sit it down. I'm so sorry. We're slowing down. Lamb, I don't know why he's why he's in the Julie and we needed him. He's a big fit in the bottom, taking space out there. And also, okay, Kuminga, he never had explosive game yet. I like to see him like 30, 30 points and 10 rebounds, huh. something like that.
5: Yeah, I think that's asking for a little too much, Al. Thanks for the call out of, out of Kuminga. I think you'll take the, the 21 that Kuminga had tonight. But, again, he, he made no impact on the game defensively. He He was part of the problem tonight defensively and And so, yeah, you like the 21, and people are going to remember that, and he got his minutes, and that's all good. and look again, it, it's not on him tonight any more than it was on him when he played worse than he did tonight in in the game on Sunday. but uh and, and you know Anthony Lamb's not playing because Anthony Lambs played his 50 games and and look, a bunch of warrior fans, majority of warrior fans wanted to run him off anyway. you know they they could could they have used him Anthony Lambs? Uh, shooting tonight, I don't know. They made 23-pointers in the game tonight out of 50, so I think you'd, you'd take that most of the time. You know, I, I don't think they were necessarily lacking shooting tonight. They were lacking defense. I mean, Steph Curry went for 10 of 16 from three, put in 40 points, and they give up 77 in the first and third quarters combined. I mean, I, I'm sorry, 128 should be enough for this team to win a game on the road Against a Thunder team that's been kind of picking their spots when they really want to compete of late, although again the the Warriors got a better version of the Thunder than some other teams have gotten of the Thunder lately because Shea Gildress Alexander had been, you know, being rested for being a little bit banged up here. It basically gave him about a week to ten days off, and you know we had a call earlier that said they're tanking. They're not tanking. I mean they're they're thirty one and thirty four. Uh, at this point, with the win tonight, I mean they're they're tenth right now, actually, as as we speak, and only what two and a half games behind the Warriors right now, uh, as we speak. So they're, they're not tanking, but and they are a up tempo, good offensive team this year. They've been a top five offensive team for a good chunk now of the of the season. So you, you got to be able to defend them. Uh, if you're going to beat them, especially in their building where they're also 20 and 15 now on the season. So they've been a pretty good home team to boot. 8 at 8, We'll pause here. We'll come back. We'll get you the secret sauce. We'll get you the hardest working player. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. It's Warriors wrap up. Thunder get the better of the Dubs, 137 to 128 here at on 95 7 the game.
2: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
5: George for three. It's up and it's off the rim. Draymond the rebound. Feeds Curry. He's got numbers. Curry. No look to Andre for a dunk inside. The game is tied. The timeout.
1: Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game.
5: 40 tonight for Steph Curry, but it comes in a losing effort as the Warriors fall for the seventh consecutive time away from Chase Center. Now 7-25 on the road. They fall to 34 and 32. John Dickinson back here on Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game. 88-957-9570. Triple eight, nine five seven, nine five seven zero. Let's get to our secret sauce of the game. Why did the Warriors win or lose? What was the deciding factor? Well, tonight, in a losing effort, it's a simple one it's poor defense and poor defense from the jump. 13 to two, Warriors got down within the first two minutes and 25 seconds of this game. It was 40 to 30 at the end of the first quarter. And in particular, the first and third quarter defense with the Warriors allowing 77 points combined, 37 in the third to go with the 40 in the first. And the Warriors allowing 17 three-point makes tonight. You look at the Thunder, 56 points in the paint as well. And so they had it going really from all angles, whether they wanted it on the perimeter, whether they wanted it on the interior. They, they were basically getting whatever they wanted tonight. Uh, to the tune of 137 points allowed tonight by the Warriors. The defense simply just not good enough, and the Warriors have been among the worst defensive teams in the league on the road this season. Uh, Basically, the equivalent of San Antonio, who I think has given up 119 on the road, and the Warriors are, are 118 basically 118 right in the middle uh, uh, you know 118 plus uh, on the road and tonight they give up 137 in, in defeat so the defense just not good enough and uh, that your secret sauce of the game brought to you by proposition chicken fried flipped fake this chicken goes three ways now available in eight bay area locations with our newest one being in nevado that is tonight's secret sauce of the game. 888-957-9570, 888 9570 John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. Steve Kerr in just a moment wanted to get to this text on the Xfinity Mobile text line. The 510 says, JD, the Dubs have their eyes on the prize. Win on Thursday in Memphis and that will sweep away much of this angst. And look, that's cute. And, and there's no doubt the, the Warriors are going to want to beat Memphis, as they always want to beat Memphis. And Memphis playing the Lakers right now at Staples or uh, Crypto.com Arena. And it's 69-69 in the middle of the third quarter. And so the Grizzlies putting forth a better effort against a team that the Warriors just lost to down in Southern California, getting Dylan Brooks back into the fold. Still no John Morant. I would imagine Jaws not going to be playing on Thursday against the Warriors, but that uh, remains to be seen officially here over the course of the next 48 hours. But yeah, a win on Thursday that that that's that doesn't sweep away the angst because the the reality is the Warriors right now these games matter too much to them to be overlooking any opponent and and if you're good enough to hold it together for a night in Memphis because you're extra motivated to beat them because they're in shambles right now and constantly running their mouth and and trying to insert themselves in the conversation about the level that they're playing on being equal to the level that that the Warriors have been on here for the last decade you know I, I get it I understand it but You know what? I'd rather see the Warriors go beat the Lakers and the Thunder and win two games and then get beat by 30 in Memphis and and win two games as opposed to one than go beat Memphis and then lose the other two games. And, yeah, I mean, the Warriors need every single win they can possibly get, and so the game is very important, and, you know, they need it just to offset the fact that they've been unable to win these first two, but it, it doesn't wipe away... The, the problem, which is the fact that this team just cannot get locked in consistently. And I, and I know the Warriors have spouted on and on and on about how they think they're going to be there at the end, but I, I, I think it's twofold. For, for the playoffs to matter, they've got to win enough in the regular season to get that opportunity. And, and to me, it's the, the results right now in the regular season are more important than the process. Like, it doesn't have to look pretty at all. But it has to be effective. If the Warriors had come back and won 138-137 tonight, guess what? The defense would have been just as bad. And the process, it would have been just as ugly when, when Draymond's quitting on plays late in the first half and showing that disconnect between the veterans and the young players. All of that stuff would still be true. But with the win, you'd be one step closer to feeling confident about this team's ability to do what they say they're going to be capable of doing all along, which is it doesn't matter the seed, it doesn't matter the opponent, it doesn't matter what the record is. Once the playoffs start, it's going to be go time, and they're going to flip the switch, and they're going to make a run, maybe not to win an NBA championship, but at least to get to you know deep into the second round or do a conference finals or maybe even make a run all the way back to the finals. But that only matters if you win some of these games on the road down the stretch. To where you qualify to get that opportunity to allow the champion's blood to to be a thing. So so for me, it, it's just it's not about the big games. It's about every single game, and and I think that's that's the frustrating part. Like tonight, I thought was a was a barometer. It was a measuring stick game. The last road game the Warriors won was in Oklahoma City, going back to January 31st. They couldn't even do that tonight with Steph back in the fold, and and it just, when you score 128, I mean, it's just, it's ugly, and it's been that ugly and that disconnected all year on the road, regardless of the level of opponent, whether it's been OKC tonight, and and look, OKC doesn't stink by any stretch, and you know, they're not, they're 31 and 34, I mean, they're within striking distance of potentially having the same or a better record than the Warriors, but you look all year at losing in portland uh, a mediocre team that, that right now is on the outside looking into the play in tournament losing uh, to the thunder tonight losing at utah uh, when they had a four point lead with 13 seconds to go and and you can't win that game you lose in detroit you lose in charlotte you lose in orlando you lose in indiana you you lose in chicago like all of the I, i'm looking at the eastern conference right now all five teams that are not in the playing tournament, all five that are not in the playing tournament right now, the Warriors have lost to in in their game in their building. Chicago, Indiana, Orlando, Charlotte, and Detroit lost all five of those games on, the, and a lot of them were high scoring games that were close with about five six minutes to go, and they got beat and they got beaten ugly fashion. You know the the Warriors. Lost to the look at the Western Conference right now, and the teams that are on the outside looking in in the Western Conference. Two losses to the Lakers in in Southern California. Two losses to the Pelicans early when the Warriors went full developmental mode, and the Pelicans were among the best teams in the league at that point. But they got two losses there. Two losses to the Blazers. Uh, I, I'm sorry, one loss to the Blazers. They play the Blazers again at the end of the year. Only San Antonio and Houston of the Warriors among the bottom feeders in each conference have been able to beat. I mean, that's the difference. That's the difference right there. And so, yeah, it's cute and it's fun, and, and I'm sure Warrior fans will get a lot of glee out of, out of the Warriors beating Memphis if they can, but the Grizzlies are 26-5 and five at home. So, you know, that ain't going to be a picnic either, regardless of who's playing or not playing for Memphis. And, and Memphis is going to be all wound up to want to thump the Warriors – and, you know, who knows what happens down the stretch here. Maybe the Grizzlies end up being a, a one and done, you know, bunch of chumps in the in the playoffs, but they could still beat the Warriors once or twice in the regular season in in FedEx forum here over the course of the next couple of weeks, and that could put a big time hurt on the Warriors aspirations as well. So eight at eight, nine five seven, ninety-five seventy. 6'50, JD, they can't beat the Lakers or OKC. Now they get to play Memphis, Milwaukee, Phoenix, and the Clippers. And, and look, we'll see. The Warriors have, have played, I think, in some ways to the level of the competition, so maybe they need that motivation to treat the game more seriously. Uh, and, and you'll get some better efforts with this team closer to full strength. But it just, it just has not fit at any point uh, this season uh, on the road, really, in, in any form or fashion. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, Uh short and sweet tonight from coach Kerr in Oklahoma city. And uh, he addressed the media following this one.
0: Um, just what went wrong tonight?
7: uh well, we gave up 137 points. You know, the defense, we never, never um, were able to gain any traction defensively. They were uh, coming downhill at us all night and, uh, couldn't stop them. Third quarter really hurt us. I think they shot 12 free throws and um, you know, that changed the game uh, considerably. But um, yeah, you give up 137 and 17 threes and 53% shooting, you're not going to win.
0: of about this trend as a late where you give up double digit leads early and then are kind of trying to play yeah. catch up throughout the game. What why do you think that is?
7: I wish I knew. If I if I knew, I would obviously tell the team you know, what was happening. But um, the slow starts have been really consistent. We changed the starting lineup tonight. Um, it didn't make any difference. We, we still fell way behind right away. And it's tough swimming upstream um, the rest of the game. So uh, I thought our guys did a great job of getting back in the game. You know, we made it a four-point game at half. I think we went up four, uh, mid-third. Uh, but all the fouling led to all those free throws. And it's tough to tough to play when you're taking the ball out of the net.
0: I don't really have any answers to the road discrepancy, but just how frustrating it is that it seems like you guys were turning a corner with a five, and know, right? And he needs a Yeah, it's
7: frustrating, very frustrating. But, uh, you know, we just got to keep going. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll watch the tape and, and uh, move on to Memphis and see what we can do Thursday night.
0: There was a possession late in the first where Jordan had the ball on his hand and Draymond was waiting down and was open. And Jordan passed it off to play, turns into a turnover. Um, and Draymond didn't join the team
7: on the other end. Just what did you kind of think of? I felt we were we were a little disconnected in the first half, um, several times, and uh, so we we talked about that at halftime. Um, tried to you know get back out there and compete. Um, you know the, the the second half, but um, there was uh, there was definitely a disconnect in the first half, and that that cost
0: us. What is the toughest part to play against
7: so, tonight? It was um, the combination of. Of uh, Giddy and and Shea, you know, coming downhill at us, Um, you know, they were uh, really—they're both big and strong, can handle the ball, can get to the rim. You know, Giddy had 17 assists, and 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 Shea made 14 buckets. You know, so they they controlled the whole game with their physicality and their skill, and uh, they were great tonight.
5: Yeah, Josh Giddy had a triple double tonight: 17 points, 17 assists, 11 rebounds, just just terrific. Shea Gilgis-Alexander goes for 33 on the night. And, yeah, Dort got to the free-throw line eight times, 20 of 24 overall, but the 14 of 15 from the free-throw line in the third quarter when the Warriors were trying to trying to build some momentum to be able to, to push ahead. They went from four down to four up, as Steve Kerr alluded to, but all of the fouling prevented that Warriors' run from ever truly coming to fruition and allowed the Thunder to be able to stabilize – themselves and then get back rolling again with the attacking of the basket 56 points in the paint through the three point shooting as well and the thunder knocking down the, the 17 of 37 and the Warriors uh, now 3 and 18 when the opponent makes 15 or more three pointers on the season and the Warriors when they give up 15 uh 115 or more overall the Dubs are now 10 and 18 on the season so they, they allow under 115, which had been a formula for winning in L.A., and the offense isn't able to do enough. And then tonight it's the defense that gives up 137, and uh, the Warriors just have not been able to win and really haven't been able to win on the road in particular uh, because of uh, really bad defense throughout the course of this season. 888 957 eight, nine five seven, nine five seven zero, triple eight, nine five seven, ninety-five seventy. John Dickinson here, Warriors wrap up a 95-7 the game. Thunder 137, Warriors 128, so the Dubs now 34-32. and 32. The momentum is gone from the five-game home winning streak in the 5-0 homestand. It's seven straight now losses on the road. You've got Draymond Green quitting on a play late in the first half, was looking for Jordan Poole to hit him at the free throw line and and potentially cut or get into some action with Clay Thompson, who was at the top, Steph Curry on the other side at that point, and uh, Poole kicked it to Clay, wound up being a turnover, and uh, Draymond basically just tapped out on the play completely, so bad look. I think it exudes the disconnect between the veterans and the younger players that's really plagued this team throughout the course of of this entire season. The Warriors also, I thought, through Good portions of the game could kind of get whatever they wanted offensively against the Thunder, who are not a great defensive team by any stretch. And when they were moving the ball and looking to get inside and looking to get layups as well, uh, you know they instead took some bad threes. And you know, it was kind of live by the three, die by the three a little bit. Now, the Warriors did hit 20 of 51, and you look up at the end of the night and you're like, that's a good night. But a lot of times they were, I think, chasing some of the makes by the Thunder with some bad shots of their own. And I think the Warriors are just getting wrecked. Even on nights where they shoot it well on the road from three, the misses are bad attempts, which leads to just completely hamstringing this team from having any semblance of being able to to defend when they already are defensively challenged, uh, as it is uh, on a night-in, night-out basis. And, and really, I think yeah, the young players defensively have struggled. I think Poole and Kaminga really poor overall tonight defensively. I think hard for them to grasp rotations. At times it just looks like Poole is just doesn't even have any uh, desire to keep his man in front of him. I mean, he left he wide open three-point shooters a couple of times. There's a three at the end of the half that uh, – or at the end of the first quarter, rather, that made it 40-30 to 30 where he allowed – uh, just a, a walk up three without any kind of pressure to try and get the clock run out at that point, and it's just you know some some poor basketball IQ, I, I think defensively for a lot of the younger players. Which which again, it all adds to the disconnect and the lack of trust between the OGS and the youngsters. And uh, yeah, I mean Draymond, you know, does he have a right to be mad at Poole not making the right basketball play? Sure. But you can't let that manifest itself in completely quitting on a play in a game that that you've said you kind of need. And the Warriors just unable to build any further momentum here with the loss tonight, now dipping back to two games over five hundred, And where does that leave the Warriors? As you look at the standings now, there is one game ongoing, Lakers and Memphis. Lakers with a one-point lead, about two minutes to go in the third quarter down in Southern California. But you look at the Warriors tonight – uh, where did they lose ground? Well, they lost ground on Oklahoma City, who is now 10th in the West. And, and as I mentioned a little bit earlier, the Thunder now just two and a half games back of the Warriors. Warriors are sixth at the close of business tonight uh, with the Timberwolves losing at home tonight to Philadelphia. So the Warriors able to maintain their lead over Minnesota currently by a half game. Dallas got a win at home against Utah and so Utah falls to 31-35. and 35. Utah's all the way down to 13th now in the West. They're behind Portland, OKC, and the Lakers, along with the Pelicans, who are uh, still in action. The Lakers are on, on this Tuesday night here, so we'll keep everybody updated on that over the course of the next 10 minutes or so here on, on Warriors Wrap-Up. But the Warriors end up sixth. They're tied for fifth with Dallas, but the Mavs currently... With the advantage as the Warriors uh, and the Mavs here uh, over this last stretch, the, they have split a couple of games in the in the early going here this season, and so the I, I believe the Mavs only play the Warriors three times this season, so the tiebreaker will be determined by that matchup, March twenty second in in Dallas, but the Warriors and Mavs tied at thirty four and, and thirty two. The Mavs with a better conference record at this point. So Dallas is fifth. Suns are fourth. Sacramento still third, although the Kings can move ahead of the Grizzlies. If the Grizzlies lose this game tonight, they would actually be tied with the same record at 38 and 26. Pretty incredible. 38 and 26 last year would have been seventh in the West at this stage of the season. 38 and 26 this year is good enough to be second in the Western Conference. And, yeah, Memphis needs a win tonight to hold on to the second spot. Otherwise, they will dip to third. And who knows how long John Morant's going to be out. If he's out for an extended period, then that could lead to the Grizzlies potentially plummeting here. Already a bad team themselves on the road. Not as bad as the Warriors, but uh, they are 12-20 and 20 away from FedEx Forum in Memphis. 8-8-9-5-7, 7 70 Let's. Uh, we'll get to Steph Curry coming up in just a moment from back in OKC, but let's get to our hardest worker of the game, brought to you by E.C. Transit. Curry off the screen, deep three straight on. Good! Curry ended up on his backside, nailed that. It's 60-57.
1: to 57. He's taken five shots, they're all threes, and he's made four of them.
5: Yeah, and Steph would go on to make uh, 10 of 16 from three and go for 40 did have six turnovers in this one but trying to keep the warriors alive, seven assists, six boards and uh, Steph finding it here offensively these last couple of games with the 40 point game tonight uh, AC Transit looking for hard workers and offering a $2000 bonus for new bus operators and journey level mechanics to join their team for complete details and to apply visit actransit.org/careers that's actransit.org slash career Steph Curry tonight the hardest worker of the game brought to you by AC Transit all right before we call it a night let's go ahead and hear from Steph Curry let's go back to Paycom Center in OKC and uh, hear what number 30 had to say about another road loss
3: physically feel great emotionally all over the place Everything's good, trying to track in terms of getting back on the floor and playing wow. um, my normal minutes and the body responding well. So, the women's play at the end, you know, all group and you to play? I mean, he got all ball. And then there's the the judgment of how much he comes into your space after you get a block. But, I mean, he got enough ball that it really didn't matter. So, it was a great defensive play by him.
0: What is probably like, the most frustrating part of in loss?
3: Just the uh, in the margin plays that, you know, obviously, I think just the way we've played on the road, first and foremost, but the fact of how hard it is to win an NBA game on the road, I don't care what you've accomplished in the past or what type of talent you have or whatever, there's certain momentum swings that um, make it really even more difficult and we haven't proven that we can overcome those by just raw talent. We have to continue to stay accountable to those those moments where you, you give the other team life, uh, whether that's a turnover or a missed box out, uh, not running back in transition. You know, those type of plays that you watch the film and it's like, yeah, we can do something better. We can, those those are things that you can control. You can't control where they make or miss shots or how hot they might get. It's just those type of plays where you know you just give them life, and on the road it's just tough. I mean, it was just an intention
0: the like points to stay present and not like, not getting too far ahead of yourself um, as like, a team, as a leader. Just how do you help guys stay present and not have their mind drift to
3: the playoffs? I mean, the fact that we uh, are not in uh, a safe enough spot to. To do that, you know, you just got to look at the stands and keep it real. You know, we have you know some tough opponents coming up, so just a matter of you know what we did on the road. While me and Wiggs and you know GP were out, we, they won five games in a row because you can you know rally around being shorthanded and guys played amazing. When we come back on the road, you know those same principles apply um uh, because it's way harder to do it away from Chase, and we obviously haven't shown that we can do that and like I said, we're not in a safe spot, you know, in terms of, you know, the standings or where we're at or just the vibe around how we're playing. So we've got to keep repeating that even in, you know, until you're blue in the face until we actually do it. And
0: despite it not being a safe spot, you know, the standings to go through all the ups down and downs, you see in the outing, and know, look up, and pick it to the place, and that's got some benefits to wear
3: if we take advantage of it in the sense of, you know, at some point building true momentum, uh, proving, again, I feel like I'm saying the same thing over, but that we can win on the road, win a tough game, and take advantage of the fact that, yeah, nobody would say we've played consistent or played our best basketball yet, and that, you know, if you truly believe that our goal is to win a championship and that the reward at the end is great enough to fight through what we've, you know, we, we've all been through and where we're going to go through these last... However many games that uh, you know we can't do it. That's the confidence has to remain. That's why we lace them up. So we got to get there. Except so the
0: next. How confident
3: are you? I'm always confident. That's why we show up. But um, we'd like to have something to show for it at some point. So we got another opportunity on Thursday against a great team. That probably gonna be uh, a wild atmosphere, and we gotta be ready for it. But confidence never wavers it's just frustrating at times when you can't you know get it done and again have something that says yeah we know how to to win on this on the road this particular team um so got another opportunity
5: all right steph curry look at the standings and keep it real what the warriors have to do right from the mouth of steph following yet another road defeat 137 to 128 at the hands of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And when you look at the standings, you do have to keep it real. The Warriors sixth, but hanging on by a thread at this point, uh, they are a half game out of potentially being eighth and in a position where they'd be playing a road game in the playing tournament, which I think at this point is something the Warriors would probably want to avoid at all costs if possible. Of course, you got to be seventh to get two chances at one home victory to be able to hang on to a playoff spot if push comes to shove at that point in time, although I don't think the Warriors want anything to do with Denver and potentially Phoenix if it's got to be a first-round playoff opponent. And yeah, the opponents that the Warriors have coming up here from Memphis to Milwaukee to Phoenix to a Clippers team that the Warriors lost to in the last night before the All-Star break – Uh, There are some tougher foes ahead here for the Warriors and uh, more road games ahead for the Warriors as well, as it still uh, is going to be six of the next eight on the road for Golden State. And uh, this stretch of eight of ten has not gotten off to the best start. All right, that'll do it for tonight. Thanks to Sterling Bennett and everybody in our San Francisco studios. I'm John Dickinson. I'll be back with you on Thursday for Warriors Live Live. Remember, that game now tips at 4.30 Pacific time. Originally, it was a 7 o'clock game on the schedule, but it was moved up within the last couple of weeks to the early part of the TNT doubleheader. 4.30 tip, that means Warriors Live comes your way at 3.30 right here on 95.7 The Game, and I will have that one for you uh, beginning at 3.30, Warriors Live, and then, of course, Warriors wrap up after the game, Warriors and the Grizzlies from Memphis. All right, we'll talk to you Thursday. Uh, look for a Warriors Weekly podcast with uh, myself and Matt Steinmetz, uh, probably tomorrow, late morning, early afternoon, as well as we'll be talking about everything going on with the Warriors and their inability to build any semblance of momentum on the road. So we'll talk to you Thursday. Warriors lose tonight, one thirty-seven to one twenty-eight. You heard it right here on ninety-five seven. The game. Good night.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy